Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 88. Guys, you want to know a lesson I learned today? That the last bit in a bottle of wine, like the last like, you know, inch, you're like, that's not a lot of wine. And then you're like, I'm just going to chug this wine. But honestly, that's a decent amount of wine still. And it was like a decently sized bottle. So that's how I'm coming into this right now is I decided to do that right before coming onto the podcast. I was like, oh, I'll just, just finish this off right now. And I got the the other remaining bit of it right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good. So welcome back, everyone. So we're trying our uh, our our new style here where we're, we're all bringing a subject to the podcast that way we can keep it fresh we can keep the conversation going and we're just going to continue to see how that's going um so guys i can bring up mine right away or do you guys have one you want to start with right away and uh, and i should say to our viewers uh we don't know each other's topics that's where that's how we're keeping it spicy and fun so do you yeah. guys got something I mean, I've got something. We sound, we sound like like a, a couple that's been together for way too long. You're trying to wait to get to like, to like <laughs> yeah, the bedroom yeah. back okay. up. <laughs> we are past missionary. Uh, like we have a scheduled day that we do it on, and we have to change positions every time we do it. Like we are running through the entire Kama Sutra is our goal. Oh my god! We're doing across. We're doing across the bed instead of up and down. <laughs> um so yeah what's your comments to trip post today Ian? uh so one thing that i've been kind of actually really thinking about quite lately and regularly is um the kind of tying in uh fitness to your practice so i i've mentioned it on my instagram a while back about like a week ago i think um i have been doing the same workout program that Alexander Skarsgård did for the Northmen. Um, and it is like all designed from the, the trainer that he worked with and everything on that. Um, it's not, it's not a free workout program by any means, but it was worth the like 15 bucks a month or whatever that I'm paying for it. Uh, because if you do have questions like he, Magnus is pretty good about responding to those things. If you have a question about doing something or changing it out or what have you, um, but tying, tying that into, you know, the faith, I mean, for a lot of us do a lot of hiking, a lot of outdoor activities. I mean, it's, I've, I mean, we've had a lot of people like just talking at gatherings and stuff like that, or in the past or in private like that, I have, you know, didn't realize just how much walking or hiking. I mean, Jacob, I think you've mentioned it a couple of times in your videos. I mean, you guys literally climbed a mountain for a men's retreat, like, I'm sure that put a, yeah, so I'm sure that put a lot of stuff into perspective for quite a few pe people, um, you know, and for me, like I'm in the, the way that I'm working on my body is in preparation for something for like the Ulkadenar stuff that I am planning on doing. So it's also like, not only am I getting my physical body ready for something that is going to ultimately probably be a lot, I'm also, you know, trying to work on my spiritual, like physicality so to speak as well um like, so just the way you I said put, my body too i was like this motherfucker over here you're like i'm working on my body <laughs> <laughs> and I'm i mean, here, like always... damn i'm loving this one like that's how i'm working on my body <laughs> i mean yeah i've always i've always been uh, i haven't always been like when i was a teenager and like a youngster like i i 
I did soccer for like three years and I hated it as like a young elementary like kid, you know, like I, I didn't like doing it. I wasn't like a good majority of my friends that did like TV sports and stuff like that. I did. I would rather go talk about doing whatever I wanted instead of being forced to do things. And it wasn't until I really got into uh, middle school uh, that I was like, well, everybody's joining sports. So like I'll do it. And I, I mainly did football and track. Um, and over the years, I kind of, you know, through high school, I was doing that kind of stuff more so just because I wanted to be part of something. Um, and yeah, it wasn't really until I had joined the military uh, that I really got into fitness, not just because I actually had a requirement to, you know, uh, remain fit, but I actually found that I did enjoy it as like a therapeutic thing while also getting something from it. Um, but now with, you know, tying it into a spiritual thing, like it's, it's funny. I, every day that I go to the gym, I always think about this upcoming, like ritual that I'm planning on doing every single time. So like, I go there with like a purpose of like, okay, what, like, how can I prep my body enough for this? Why? Why is that so like? <laughs> I don't get why that's such a face right now. I'm just gonna give you shit about it. Like uh, every time you say it from now on, I'm just gonna be like, my bunny. It's like the, it's like the it's like the staircase shit all over again. Yeah, before you know it, Kyle's gonna make you a my bunny like sticker uh, for your sticker. Car. Yeah, right. Oh my god. But, and if he listens to the podcast, as I'm sure he does, he's just like, I got you, Jacob. Yeah, he's probably yeah. He's Kyle, we're high fiving right now. Oh my god! But I mean, it, you know, and not just in like a, you know from a fitness aspect either, but like also eating well. And I mean, I know like Caleb, you did that nine day fasting as like an offering, you know, like that is in a way like a health slash fitness thing in some regards. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of us have started to pick up on something as far as like remain like trying to get in some sort of physical shape to do hikes or be outside more or some people are doing it as like offerings to the gods to prove that you know that i don't know this is kind of where I've, that's kind of the thing that's been on my mind lately because of what i've been doing so do you feel it helps you connect a little bit more is that why you've been like working with thor lately or want I to work like, with thor because of this no um i feel like that just kind of came well maybe it came to me because of that but like i i have like thought of that in a way in some regards like in the past where like i'll kind of just like under my breath like if i'm like struggling i'm like come on Thor, like give me one more just like one more rep of, bro yeah yeah like I'll, I'll do that sometimes you know like i used to do that sometimes you know but um i mean i the way that i like to see it is you know like the, the gods built themselves in a way for what they were you know they were designed to do so like obviously thor was much more of a warrior so he, obviously i feel like he was the epitome of the jock jim bro um you know beefcake muscle head you know that we all know and love um but uh i feel like also just like hitting that that baseline of like the warrior aspect within the faith like if you're not fit you're not going to necessarily be able to defend what is you know dear near and dear to you if that ever comes and that's what kind of ties into like military background as well but yeah this is i make like almost like a ritual out of it every day that i work out because i always am thinking about one particular thing of what i'm pre like preparing myself 
mentally and spiritually for while doing something physical. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, now. I think, you know, and, and Caleb, you can add to this, too, as far as like our, our men's retreat, because you were there. Um, I do think there, you know, we would have not finished that mountain climb if we had not dedicated it to deities, because I think we would have all like thrown in the towel because we were all getting very tired and we were getting worried about the weather. But there was that thing in the back of our minds saying, no, we dedicated this to something bigger than ourselves. So therefore, we're going to finish it. And I'm so glad that we did. Yeah. And uh, and the way he was talking about stuff, it kind of reminded me of like, uh, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, uh, whenever I made that up. Uh, that fire pit or that stone circle in my backyard. And I was pulling mm. those, you know, couple hundred pound rocks, you know, out of the woods, like up a hill to get to my yard. And it was every time I did, or while I was doing it, I, you know, I felt a much stronger connection to my, my ancestors and to, uh, and to Thor, especially like whenever I got it up and, you know, I had achieved it because I could physically see like, there's the path I dragged it up and there, you know, there it is here now. Then I can put it in the, arrange it. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, like, if you look back at like the tremendous amount of like physical labor that our ancestors had to deal with because of the lack of like technology or machinery that we have nowadays, like, I like, I obviously like most people are going to be relatively fit just from doing that in some regards. Obviously, you know, nutritional factors and blah 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 will obviously come into play and obviously they didn't necessarily eat as well as you know we do regularly and stuff like that but at a baseline level like motherfuckers are strong in some regards you know depending on well yeah like your your average person the average person was stronger probably than the average person now just simply because the average person had to do physical labor on a daily basis um whether it was working a farm or doing some kind of like you know menial tasks like mining or you know cutting wood or crafting or something like that you were typically using your body all day yeah so i don't know yeah that's that's kind of been my my thing that i've been really kind of like thinking about a lot and yeah some of it does have in tie will tie into you know uh the thor rituals that i'm going to be doing both this upcoming weekend and then and um uh at the with the washington gathering in august uh because of part of that is i'm just focusing around you know like being being strong and like using that strength to protect, you know, your, your family, like your, you know, whether you have children or not, or a spouse or not, but just for being a, a reliable protector, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, Caleb you used to do wrestling as well. I uh, do you think, um, I've, didn't you do something with the Southern gathering as well? Like some form of like fighting competition. Uh, we did, uh, we've done that like sparring with the, uh, with the fake weapons. Yeah. Um, where Kevin broke his hand. Yeah, where Kevin broke his hand at the most <laughs> <laughs> but still won the match. So fucking kudos to him. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's also a good way. Like, I feel like it's also a fun way of uh, a fun competition way, you know, amongst like each other at gatherings. I mean, at the Ohio gathering, like that went from you know a bunch of us just fucking oh, yeah. about with these LARPing weapons to it turned into a straight up like grappling match between you know about several people and where it was will like the champion was, yeah well where will is current champion um and yeah like, it was a good time like there was no you know everybody was very like you know i would say professional about it but like you know everybody was just 
was cool with it that participated and like there was no hard feelings those losses and like you know it was just good sportsmanship um but yeah and i, I think I that you know uh, like with kevin there too like you know like kevin obviously being a, a fellowship trainee working his way up into the leadership here you know him breaking his hand you know i feel like in some other circles in the world they would have been like oh you know i broke my hand i hate this place but you know he took it on the chin he's like no i was sword fighting with like very relatively you know hard wooden swords and i broke my hand like that's what happens you know you kind of yeah. accept that and, you know, if you get anytime you get into any kind of physical match, you know, you're going to get bruised, you're going to get scraped. And I feel like, you know, people have lost the identity of if you do something physical, you are most likely going to hurt yourself in some way. It's just yeah. kind of the nature of the game. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I feel like it's it's a good way of kind of like bringing back some of like our some of the more like the like Highland Games kind of style petitions as well to at gatherings. As like those like feats of strength and and agility or skill, whether it's like archery or like throwing logs or rocks, you know what have you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like uh, all together here. Yeah, um, like you know the only thing uh, you know I feel like I'm a nice middle ground here is because you know I'm the Hobbit. I go for the Hobbit life kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I, I've had a love hate relationship with fitness all my life. I've gone from being fairly overweight, like um, I'm actually in a good spot right now, but you know, even through the course of the channel, I've been in bad spots. Um, of course, in my life, I've been in bad spots. Um, and I always find a way to get myself back, but I've never been able to push myself to the point where I'm like ripped. You know, I, I usually do pretty good for a while. I'm feeling good about myself and then I just get bored. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, people listening to this and they're like, well, you just need to try this, try this. Like I've tried everything. Um, my thing, my piece is, you know, your body reflects what you do. And I'm like, I'm a hiker. I enjoy to hike. Um, and so my legs are like the legs of a giant. Like I have <laughs> legs that could climb a mountain, but my upper body is kind of like, eh. You know? <laughs> but at the same time, again, my, my body reflects what I do. And I, I prefer to hike. And hiking has just been my sanctuary. It's been, you know, how I feel connected to the gods. But also it's how I feel healthier about myself as well. I mean, I've been, I've been big for most of my life. And... Like, I think in, like, I guess, like, the best shape I was ever in was, like, high school, like, the last year that I wrestled, uh, which might have been... Wrestling. Yeah. I'm trying to think <laughs> what year that was. 2000... 2012, for sure, but I, it might have went into the spring of 2013. I don't remember. It's you been really too feel long. old, finally? You finally hit the point where you're like, you know what? I feel a little old. You know what I, I was thinking about that the other day? I was like, shit, I've almost been out of high school for, like, 10 years. I don't even want to hear it. I was on my How first appointment by that Caleb, point. I can't remember. I'm tw uh, I'll be 26 uh, here in a couple of months. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it just baffles me that you're younger than me. Mm -hmm. Shit, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know fucking Darius was younger than me. Wait, older? how old's Darius? No, Darius is older than me. Oh, is he older? Okay, he's older. I think than Darius me, is the same age. I thought he was older than me, but yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what surprised me the other night during the all thing. Was we were talking about that? He mentioned like he's going to be twenty six or twenty seven. No, no, he's going to be twenty seven. I think. Yeah, and I'll be twenty eight. Yeah, month. yeah. I thought he was older. I thought he was like closer to thirty. And then that started this whole thing of like, oh, <laughs> talking bad about us, Ian and he. Yeah, yeah. Keenan and I, the oldest ones in that. Oh, it's Keenan. Yeah, the oldest two in there right at that moment. How old's he? He's twenty nine, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I just like I don't know. Caleb's over here talking about like how he's still in high school and 
2012, 2013. Like my first deployment with the military was 2013. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I mean, I graduated high school and I was 20 in 2012 is when I graduated. I've been graduated 10 years this year, guys. That's weird. That's weird for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the thing, the thing I was talking about on like the, on the fitness thing was, you know, even no matter like how, how hard I try, I tried or how hard I, you know, I, uh, I worked out or anything like whenever I was in, in wrestling, it was, you know, we worked out three, four days a week, at least I want to say, if not more. And this was in like the, in the, the rooms, the room that we had to practice in and everything else. And the coach would go in there and turn it up to like 90 or 95. So you were sweating like a motherfucker. Ew. Yeah. Dude, I can only imagine horrible. the stink in there, dude. It would be oh. stinky. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh, bad. It smells like sweaty bowels. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And then, like, now I'm like, which I put on I put on some more weight now, but, like. Second baby As soon as, like. <laughs> no, this was, I don't know. This started, like, this started, like, back last fall. Um. But yeah, now I'm like I'm back like 290, and the the lowest I've gotten since high school was like two 280 something. So like I'm I, you're, I really you're a dense man like, though because you don't look it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It's just like I don't know. Like I like I, I worked out like a motherfucker in high school, and then I I just never could lose any weight. But I know I had like a BMI of like 22, I want to say, which that's still big. But you know, I was in the big weight class. And I remember it pissed off this one dude who weighed less than me and had a higher BMI. I do remember that. <laughs> he was pissy about that whole oh, thing. Like, like, I know, like, having talked to, like, a few people, like, whether it's in the Discord or just, like, you know, personal conversations and stuff, I know that there are some people that have some sort of, you know, they, they feel like a, a level of frustration with the, some of their level of, of physical capabilities, you know, that hinder their ability or at least they feel hinders their ability to go out and like go on hikes or uh you know go give offerings in like you know less accessible locations and stuff like that you know that are off the trail and stuff like that um you know and i feel like you know for the couple of people that i have talked to uh, about it i mean i know at least one of them is you know kind of dedicating a whole process of of losing weight and getting into shape and they're dedicating that to you know all the gods is like proof of like hey like i'm trying to take this seriously and i want to be able to do this as you know this is what i'm doing as part of that like proof of of dedication um I'm just am i assuming here. i know who you're talking about ian yes okay yes. okay okay yeah um you know so like it the, i feel like the the hardest thing that i i've always found out like I was also like a a I want to say like a fitness instructor but I was a a physical training instructor while I was in the military for for uh, a good portion of while I was in there and the biggest thing that I always found with people that weren't quite up to like obviously military standards but just in general is that lack of motivation to do it or like that that drive and I feel like with I feel like within just the pain community, I feel like it's slightly, it would be slightly easier to find that sense of motivation. You know, like say if you were trying to connect to Thor more often or like just deepen that connection with him, uh, you know, dedicate getting into shape. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, go into 
the gym and start, you know, throwing heavy weight around. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't be dumb. Do it smart and build yourself up. But like, use that as like a motivation or like a, you know, a time, a timed out like offering, so to speak. If you, if you, that's like the kind of motivation that you need. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like once you find, a, uh, you know, you hear this all the time, like a healthy routine. Um, and I yeah. would say I have what I would consider a healthy routine. Um, I don't do any form of fitness. You know, I'm uh, historically bad at that, but I have a routine and I stick to it every single day. And it might not be what everyone does and it might not work for everyone, but like the little things, you know, every day I start every morning without fail with a gigantic glass of water. Like I do not go to caffeine. I don't go to, you know, coffee. I don't do anything else until I have that gigantic glass of water because, you know, it helps, you know, helps your body in so many different ways. Um, and then, you know, how many people every day don't do that? I mean, I guarantee almost yeah. both of you don't do that, honestly. I, I do. I <laughs> uh, do. Uh, all right. I, called I you. drink water, but I, I drink water with my vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and that was one of those small things. And, you know, and then I started paying attention to how many people in my inner circle and my family and my friends uh you know don't do that and you know i'm like holy shit like it's such a simple thing you know my parents start uh their days with like apple juice or orange juice or coffee or coke uh coca-cola not cocaine (laughs) 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 maybe maybe some other maybe other some other family member i think i got one out there it probably starts his day with cocaine but (laughs) Uh, but you know you know what have a glass of water before you do your cocaine every morning guys (laughs) Um, yeah i mean that even goes into like eating well too i feel like uh you know that was always my biggest thing that i would i would tell people is change your diet because the amount of unnecessary bullshit that we put into our bodies is so bad oh and so hard in the united states let me tell you someone who's traveled to europe now and back and forth it is so much easier to be healthy in europe i don't know so i i have a tendency to disagree with that like yes there is a i feel like there is in in answer one question have you been to europe no (laughs) all right your point is invalid move on okay the argument argument, argument is like okay i constantly hear people say oh it's hard for me to eat healthy because there's not a lot there is you just have to take the time to look for it and avoid obviously yes in the u.s we have a ridiculous amount of bullshit that's like chips and crackers and cookies and you know processed bullshit but like once you take the time to actually look at shit it's not that hard like i i have my normal routines that i go through like whenever i go to it like unfortunately i do shop at walmart because it's the only place really value like that has things that i need here in town um but i know exactly where i need to go for the things that i regularly eat that are healthy that aren't processed and like as healthy as like i can possibly get without growing or and or killing it myself um it I don't know. I feel like a lot of people also go with the the argument of, oh, it's expensive to eat like healthy. It's not. It's really not. No. I actually, it, I spend like $20 less, I honestly. Think, I think it's cheaper to eat healthier. You just have to cook I, is the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is, yeah. There's definitely a lot more time uh, usage because like I, I was, oh, let me see. I was talking to somebody the other day. He's like, yes, sir. I can't remember who the hell it was now. Uh, but <clears throat> most of my time spent is cooking. Like, I cook all my breakfast. Like, uh, breakfast is whatever. But, like, my lunches and my dinners, like, I spend at least an hour prepping and cooking that stuff. And then, obviously, I eat it, you know, in between times. So, I'm spending at least 
three hours a day like cooking meals just alone well should i watch like that one video of like the rocks diet like what the rock has yeah. to eat every day and it's like dude if you didn't have someone that would make your meals for you all you would do all day is cook eat and work out and you could do nothing else like with the way that that's man has to eat yeah that's basically like what i do right now like i i is this I, why I we don't it, hear from you anymore you just cook eat and work out pretty much yeah <laughs> so that, that's not entirely wrong like that's you giving any bang energy drinks to thor in the middle of all that no, I don't. I don't drink. I stay away from carbonated shit. Like, I don't drink soda. At, period. Like, oh, to keep your uh, your body healthy. Well, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my body. And if, fucking... we, and if we didn't fuck with you, you would think we hated you. Oh yeah, well, see now I know. See now I know what you've been up to. I'm like, okay, so what this dude's been doing mostly is looking himself in the mirror for the last three weeks. So I really need to bring him down a couple of notches. <laughs> I mean, not really. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> but I mean, hey, listen. You gotta look, all right? But, <laughs> I mean, when you got, you know, when you got a six pack, so you might as well crack one open. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah, on that, is, we actually do need to. We, we talked 20 yeah. minutes about your body, Ian. We need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Caleb, uh, what is your topic for us today that we can move on to? Um, it kind of goes along the same sort of lines, not exactly fitness, but it's the, um, you know, finding how you can connect to the gods through like your, like your everyday activities and just things that you do. Cause I've actually found myself having a, a growing connection again with Thor, uh, while, you know, basically just taking care of the house and taking care of the kids and, you know, teaching them things and, you know, like, uh, be, you know, what, what, how's the best way to put, like being the steward of the home basically. Yeah. You know, and, you know, whenever I, before I came up here, I was just taking on some more and it was, you know, you can do that with just about anything. And I was thinking about like, uh, you know, whenever you, whenever you go to connect with Odin, a lot of times you wander or you just, you know, you read, you search for knowledge. And that's just something you, you know, that's just something you do in every day, you know, through traveling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think well, definitely with Thor, um, it's a really good connection, like you said. Um, and I think it's something that if we instill into our children and the next generation that comes after us, um, that it will make our world a steadily better place um, is, you know, teaching children uh, and having a good home, like steward of the home. You know, it doesn't have to be a mother. It doesn't have to be a father. You know, it could be either or. Um, but having someone that takes care of the home, you know, in a way that, you know, keeps it, well, you know, stocked with food, keeps it clean. Um, you know, keeps it organized and, you know, and, and keeps activities going at the same time, inviting, inviting house guests over, having people over for dinner. Um, there's a lot to this. And I think we've kind of moved away from it as a society, I think, as we've moved deeper into the city life, because in the city life, this is less common in the home. You go meet your friends outside. You go meet your friends at a restaurant. And so your home is just really where you just go eat, you know, you kind of just come sleep and you poop and then you go out and you do your <laughs> things. Um, so I think, you know, returning to the homestead, even if we don't have a homestead, even if it's just an apartment, but treating it like that, I think is a, is a really good way to connect to the ancestors and the gods. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And like, that's with the kind of like in regards to, the, uh, to Thor for this whole process, like that is a big focus of what I'm, you know, aiming around this, this these two rituals that I'm planning is to, uh, you know, is focusing more around that aspect of him being, you know, a protector and like that, almost like that homebody in some sense of being like that dedicated father to teaching his children, um, 
you know, valuable life lessons and things like that and being like a good example. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with, with just kind of the, like doing some of the little things in a way that, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be like ritualistic in any way, but like, at least like keep it in like the back of your mind. I'm like, I'm doing this, you know, and this is a good way of connecting in some regards to a deity or just finding that connection with it, with the more mundane, smaller things. Well, even like uh, one of my more popular videos, I think it's my second most popular video is my daily practices as a Norse pagan. And honestly, mm-hmm. I haven't watched that video in a long time. But I know one of the things I, I mentioned in there is just trying to go outside and touch the grass every day, um, you know, which can be hard for some people. But at the same time, I think it's so important um, that, you know, even if it's just grass, even if it's just a tree, but every day having that moment, you go outside and you touch something that's natural, you touch something, you know, or even just getting out of your house. Like I hate when I realize that I haven't left the house all day. That really destroys me. And I'm like, no, I need, I need to go out. Um, I, I really do hate days that I, I do not leave the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, it is convenient for me that like I have my two dogs and I go outside with them like multiple times every day, but uh, yeah, at the same time, I don't always necessarily go and like, uh, you know, walk around the yard with them, but I, yeah. I have started to do that a little bit more um, just to kind of not stay on like a concrete slab of a patio, basically. Right. Know. Well, I remember <laughs> back when I had a dog years ago at this point with an ex and um, it was the first dog I've had on my own for the most part. And, you know, I always read that dogs make you 10% happier. And I think part of that happiness is the fact that they make you go outside. They make you take walks. Mm. Uh, they make you, you know, explore a little bit explore your neighborhood because you have to take a walk with your dog every now and then you know pr- preferably mm-hmm. every day um so i think that's really a big part of you know the happiness you get from owning your dog yeah well, it's like i took i took the boys to the dog park last week or earlier this week and we were there for a good while and it was awesome you know like not only was were we all outside but we were you know i i met new people they met new dogs I wanted to take home this baby husky that somebody had brought because she was adorable as fuck. Oh, I remember that picture. And, yeah, and you know, like, and it, it, yeah, like it just built like there was like a community, you know, of obviously of dog owners that were at this dog park that we were all talking with each other. Do I remember any of their names? No. Do I remember their dogs' names? Absolutely. But do you remember the faces you know, of the women that had the dogs? Yes. okay okay so we filled in another slot here so ian works out he eats he cooks he sleeps and then he goes to the dog park and uh, max on pretty women heard (laughs) oh this is my dog pip isn't he he's so cute Listen, I've been working with Freya T a lot, so and Freya, so it's you know it's it's all coming together now. (laughs) (laughs) I read you like a goddamn book. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean like there's also that like that's the sense of community too, like within such a small, you know, act of me taking the boys to the dog park. Because you know, last time I was there, there was at least I want to say there's probably close to like 10 people, you know, that had all been there and everybody was just talking and, and BSing around and, you know, just hanging out, which yeah. I feel like is a big thing that not a lot of people net like really do anymore, especially if you don't have like the excuse of like taking your dogs to the dog park. But I mean, just in general, I feel like that sense of just 
talking to random strangers you know like in your within your community like your like your town is just non-existent really anymore and i feel like I'm, i feel lucky to live in a town that's not necessarily big and a lot of people around here just know each other because they've that's like old families that well, have you live in the perfect you know the the perfect don't you know place of minnesota where everyone's like oh do you want to do you want the tim hortons eh? <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a valid point. It's a lot of, this is a relatively friendly area. Yeah, yeah like, like I'm, I'm pretty in... sure someone apologized for me when I like bumped into them there. You know, like yeah, yeah most likely. No, yeah, I remember yeah. I went to like the uh, like the Culvers up there, and I was just like, yeah, "Stop yeah, being yeah. so fucking nice to me, you freak!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, and I I have found it I have found it so weird coming back because I feel like I've become so jaded after like my 10 years of being in the military of like by just i hate people and so like i find it almost like obnoxious every now and then where i'm like why are you so fucking nice <laughs> i don't trust you are you like yeah. taliban in disguise you know right it's like <laughs> are you about to like shiv me or something i don't fucking dude in all honesty though like most people have got to the point where it's they're you know they're just assholes outright and then when somebody is nice you think that you know they just they're, they're doing it because asshole. yeah they you think that they're doing it just you know because they have something else that they're trying to do yeah you know, they got it's, something it's they want a, out of it well yeah it's a sad reality and i feel like that's i mean a lot of it comes i feel like it stems from social media too where like you have people that are like oh i look at me i'm gonna go give these homeless people food or oh, money like i you're the only reason why you're doing that is because you're trying to get some fucking brownie points on the social media. That's the only reason why you're Ugh, doing it because you're filming it. Shit. Like, please, how, tell me how many times you do that without your like your homeboy filming you. Like, stop. Yeah, I, I challenge anyone. Like, if you see a video that's slightly suspicious, give yourself this thought: Who was recording this at the moment it started? Because like you see something happening, you're not going to catch the first 10, 15 seconds. You got to pull out your phone and think to start recording it. So if you're watching the full story play out, it is most likely fake. Yeah, <laughs> Especially yeah. there's like a voiceover narration about it too. Yeah, I I hate that shit so much, man. It's just like, it's a false sense of, of giving a shit that people exude nowadays. I'm just like, y'all need to stop. Stop right. this, please. Like, sure, you may, like, you may have helped that person, at that time but you did it for selfish reasons not because you wanted to be a genuinely good person yeah like, like uh... yeah it's one of those things where it's you know it feels wrong to talk about like even me trying to like even thinking about saying this you know like i've loaned money people money before and i'm like i honestly like just pay me back eventually and like i had a friend yeah. like, like loan money for like at the start of covid like he lost his job and he was like i can't pay for my car i'm like dude i got you he was like, how can I pay you back? And I was like, I don't care. Like, it's COVID. Like, we'll figure it out. And then, like, the way we just worked something out. Like, his wife cleaned houses and, you know, he helped her. And I was just like, dude, just, like, clean my house, like, five times. Like, we're even. We're square. And he was like, dude, that's not even, like, the same value. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, it just, and yeah. it's, like, I don't need to, like, make a video about, like, how I helped my friend through his COVID debt. You know, like, no. Uh, like, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I've, I've, I've been there. Like, I've, I've, you know, sent money to people that needed it, you know, that I care about. And I'm just like, don't worry about, like, paying it back. Like, figure something out eventually, you know, or, like, at most, like, hey, like, buy me a dinner or something at some point. Like, I don't care. Like, right. I'm not doing this for, you know, to 
sucked a social wiener. Man, that's know, one like, of the things that, like, I, I, you know, my friends don't, my non-pagan friends don't listen to the podcast, but I'm going to play, play, complain about them here a little bit. So something that was really <laughs> pissing me off when I was in Amsterdam, because I was hanging out with my non-pagan friends from Kentucky, who just, we all came there, we all hung out. Um, that was really just my week of vacation up there. And, um, like, one of the things that really pissed me off is they were very anal about making sure we were all completely even on who paid for what. You know, like, every meal, it was like, well, you owe me $5, you owe me 3 for this, well, I had to get that for you. And it was after, like, every meal we had to have this conversation. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, at the end, if we're all, like, plus or minus 20 or $30, who the fuck cares? And they were seriously, like, down to the penny. Like, one point... I bought like a Coke for somebody. Uh, and then like hours later, he's like, I got to pay you back for that Coke. And I'm like, dude, like it's a fucking Coke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, that was, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause that was like a big thing in the military. Like if one of us, I would like part of my like normal morning routine is I would run to the Starbucks on base. And if, anybody want a coffee like i would usually just pay for it myself and if it was like my own troops that like i had i i didn't tell them like pay me back i was like nah this is this is me being a nice supervisor so don't fuck me over in the like later down the road kind of a thing but uh you know i, I didn't ask them to pay me back or anything like that you know and people were so like weird about it too they'd like i would literally like be walking out of our building to my car and i would start getting notifications for like venmo or paypal or like cash app i'm like dude i literally like don't worry about it in the end it's gonna cost me at most like 30 dollars for everybody's shit like i don't care you know like stop and then like well and i think it's because we do live in the society where people aren't used to kindness like caleb said you know there you know there's an alternative motive behind people's kindness nowadays yeah for the most part yeah unless i guess you live up in my part of Minnesota and everybody's just freakishly nice. And, no and let me tell you, like, it's if you're, you're almost in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like one of the things that like, you know, I, I, I've contemplated even making a video because I, I see a lot of videos out there of people making like, uh, you know, travel vlogs and they're, you know, like tips for getting around places. Yeah. Um, as someone who's traveled around a lot now, you know, I feel like it's important for me to say, like, if you're traveling and you're a tourist and the specifically, I mean, this sounds wrong at the same time, but if you are, white in a place where there's not a lot of white people and someone's being way too nice to you it is probably a scam like it sucks to say but like in greece i looked like a fucking target because i was the whitest person there and so i I cannot tell you how many people try to scam me for money like it was obscene and i noticed it in mexico too when i was in mexico everyone tried to scam me um you know just because it's like oh you know he has money obviously yeah he's a tourist um, and so you get really targeted if you look different than the people that are there. Um, and I think this is just true anywhere. And so like, you know, I saw this guy, like I was on the other side of this plaza, like, like 200 feet away from this dude. Um, and I saw him like lock onto me from like across mm-hmm. the way. And he just beelined his way over to me. He was like, uh, he was from Nigeria and he was trying to tell me about this Bob Marley concert that was happening like somewhere, you know, nearby. And he was trying to get me to like go to this Bob Marley concert. And he kept on trying to get me to hold this pamphlet that was laminated first off. And I was like, well, that's weird. Um, And he was trying to get me to hold it. And I saw in his other hand, he had bracelets. And because like the whole, like I can't tell you how many places I've been to this damn bracelet scam is they try to get you to hold something or stick out your arm. And then they put a bracelet around your arm and then they tell you, oh, that's $20. 
you know, or, you know, 20 euros or whatever. And so I could tell that's what he was trying to do. And then like, I was like, hey, you're super nice, but hey, I gotta go, man, I gotta go. And as I was stepping away, I saw him literally reach for my arm to try to grab it to put this bracelet on there. And I did like the craziest like 180 arm flip and like was like, nope, you have a good day. And was like, ran away. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's, it's weird. Like it's a strange world out there, but you know, when you, you know, but at the same time, you know, again, some of the people I met in Greece were just some generally some of the nicest people I've ever met. So it's kind of give and take everywhere is going to be different unless you're in Minnesota. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> just relatively nice here. Or they're like genuinely like concerned. It's like, it's like, I've been out to my property a few times now and because I don't have any sort of like driveway or like direct access onto the property from the main road built yet. I, you know, for a while I was just setting my, you know, parking off on the shoulder because it's not, it's not really a majorly traveled road except for like on the weekend because there's a campground that has like ATV trails and stuff like that. So last time I went out there, it was pretty busy, but I had people that were on ATVs like slow down by my vehicle. Like I could hear them and, you know, like they were, basically concerned about why there was, you know, because at the time I still had New Mexico plates uh, on. So obviously there's an out-of-state plates on a vehicle that's just parked on the side of the road, you know, with nobody in it. And they were like, generally concerned, sort of like, where is this person at? Like, why, why, you know, why is their car here? You know, um, and I could kind of hear them talking. So I just like yelled from like where I was at in the tree. And I was like, oh, where's my car? Like, I just, this is on my land right now. Like, blah, blah, blah. they're like, so okay, Minnesotans, stay out there, keep their own business. Yeah, right. Like, they were just, you know, they were trying to make sure that there wasn't like somebody in need, to, like, or their vehicle mm -hmm. broke down, you know. Mm -hmm. But no outsiders in their parts. I mean, there's really nobody out there besides <laughs> like two houses in these campgrounds. So it's not, it's not like, it's not like some backwoods shit in Kentucky or Tennessee where you step on somebody's yard and fucking Cletus is going to come out with a shotgun. Hey man, Cletus is my cousin, all right? You leave Cletus alone. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Oh, <laughs> um, also, this is just funny to me. So like one of the jokes that I would, I would like one of the things people want to know is stereotypes of Kentucky. They're like, what are the stereotypes? Like I was asked by several different people in Greece, like, what are the stereotypes? Um, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty, you know, KFC is the big one. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bourbon's, you know, you know, bourbon, you know, cut in a moonshine country. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like no one wears shoes. That's a stereotype. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and everybody fucks their sister. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, where did that get started? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know. I think it has to do with the haulers because haulers are really condensed and everyone is kind of in their breeds. And they're like, you know, and like someone leaned in. They're like, so, uh. Have you, have you? And I'm like, no. I was like, it's a stereotype. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Wise. Uh, okay. Well, to get There's back some to Mormon Caleb, shit. Right, right. Uh, to, get, uh, to Caleb's original, uh, to close off at Caleb's point here, uh, let's just do a once around. Uh, what is one thing you do daily that helps you feel more connected to Norse paganism and the gods? Hmm. Um. For me, uh, damn, I'm trying to think. Like, you can't say fitness now. You've already mentioned it. I know that's yeah. what my brain. That's what my brain went right away. I was like, well, you I see, in my body, makes me feel so connected to Thor. Every time I look in the mirror, I think, oh, Thor is here. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Well, I would say for me, it's just taking, it's definitely taking some time to just be out, like to spend some good time outside and just kind of block out like some of the surrounding like city noise or stuff like that. Like find a good spot that's more naturey and just like take everything in or just like have a general like interest or respect or notice like just like the world around me as far as like animals and insects and stuff like that. There's so many birds around here right now, like during the time of the year, like they're everywhere and they're usually not very like skittish and like I don't know. It's just once you kind of like stop and take a like take a second to like look around you, like you notice all sorts of things around here, like the rabbits and the the like deer in the most random places, like in town. Like there's so many like pockets of trees around here. I'm just like, oh, there's a deer just chilling like in that person's backyard in the middle of town, but they have enough trees there that it's like it feels safe. So I'm just like, huh, nature. So yeah, I don't know. I just take that like that. So you saw my answer about going outside every day. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically, and so Caleb, that means you can't steal that one. So how do you? Famously, yes. <laughs> also uh, means I have mine, to think of another one, but <laughs> uh, mine is just whenever I'm able to um, to teach the kids about you know either the gods or tell them about why this is on an altar, why we have an altar, and mostly that's Bella because you know Finley is three months old and she can't talk, but. You know, sometimes talk to her about things like that. Not that I think that she can really understand yet. <laughs> That's one of my fears is that the first, uh, when I have a child, uh, like I'll sh like share all my good stories before they can actually remember them, <laughs> and then I have to tell them again. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that's I don't know. I I, I uh, the toddlers like they're great as far as like you can actually play with them, do stuff with them. It's a lot different than. Uh, you know, an infant, but they get into so much shit. But it's I, I, I try to take it as a, you know, as a way to try to teach her about things. You know, why she can't grab this, why she needs to be careful with that, why she needs to respect the altars that we have. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about a child, and I, I assume the lesson they teach us is that, you know, they come into the world without the knowledge that we have. I mean, they're completely a blank slate. Like, they literally have nothing. They know nothing. And so they get to see the world in a, in a way that's so fresh and so new. Uh, and then as a parent, we have, you know, we, you know, parents in general have a great responsibility to show them the world um, and, and show them their version of the world, but also allow them to explore it safely. And I think it's a, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be a parent, but I'm sure four years from now when I'm like, guys, I'm so tired. I don't want to do the podcast anymore that I'll be thinking differently. <laughs> oh, no, the, the podcast is like. I get this is like my if I don't get any other like me time, this is my me time. <laughs> it's like I get to go to the podcast. That's why I hate it if I'm not able to do the podcast. Like last week, I'm pissed. I thought about it last internet. week and I was like, you know what? I bet this is Caleb's like escape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is daddy's me time. Well, don't you worry, Caleb. We got two episodes a day for you. <laughs> but you got to go, you got to go alone next week. Well, actually, really, oh, no. weeks because we, uh, uh, Ian and I both have gatherings next weekend, and then I'll be in Denmark the next weekend after that. Ooh, spicy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so if Amber gives you shit for doing two hours for podcasting today, you just tell her, like, honey, I don't get to see them boys for three more weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. She'll be, no, she, she's, no. 
she understands like that, that I enjoy doing the podcast and everything like that. You know, she listens to this thing now, so she's almost caught up now. I think she's on like episode eighty or eighty one. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then I she's mean, gonna tell you to do she more. She's gonna be like, yeah, like, uh, hey, I'm caught up. Get more episodes done, Caleb. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do them by myself. I don't know. <laughs> so that means so that means she's hit the the beast of prayer then episode. If I'm not mistaken, oh, I, we listened to that. Like we when we went to that gathering said hey, you said something about it we listened to it like on the way home because i kept like telling her about it but <laughs> the whole weekend i kept like joking around it. yeah and that way uh, we went when we went to that cracker barrel she said uh she told you not to do that shit again or something yeah something yeah, like yeah i remember <laughs> i think she just came up she just like put her hand on my like my shoulder and she was like don't ever mention that again <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Oh, that's amazing. <sighs> well, so uh, we're closing in on the last 15 here. So let me sh- uh, slide in my topic. You know, it actually has to do with the first thing I brought up. And gentlemen, what was the first thing I brought up today? Do you even remember? Oh, it was, it was the- like the little things. It was like that last bit of wine in the bottle. Yeah, the last like bit of wine in the bottle. So my topic for this episode is drinking culture within paganism uh, and kind of discussing that because I think, and especially spending time here in Germany, I think paganism in a way, or at least the way we do it in the Fellowship of Northern Traditions, I think we actually do promote a very healthy drinking culture. Um, because I think we really much have each other's back. We drink to celebrate and we don't drink in depression. And I think this is something that's different between um, the United States, at least how drinking culture was established there versus drinking culture in a place like Germany. Drinking culture in Germany is a very social affair. It's about going out with your friends and drinking. It's going to the tavern, but it's also like kind of a political affair. Like you go to the tavern to talk politics. You go to the tavern to discuss and debate and do all these things. So it's very much a part of culture to just drink, but not to get drink, not to get drunk because you're depressed. Whereas drinking in the United States is something that you like, you know, in the 70s and 80s, particularly was something it was blue collars men would go off their shift and get trashed drunk on Bud Light because they hate their jobs and hate their life. Now, of course, there's more to that. And then, of course, we had prohibition as well, which threw a monkey wrench into everything. But I think a drinking culture in the United States is just not as good. And that's why I'm so proud of what we're establishing is, you know, drinking as a celebration. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you on that. Like, it's I feel like in the states, it's definitely a very destructive, like self-destructive, and just well, just destructive in general because other people get infected. So, like for example, prime fucking example. Uh, so just last weekend, uh, one of my mom's friends that she went to high school with her son who was 20 died because he was he got drunk on a boat and he fucking drowned i don't know all the details that's that's really it but like it's that that sense of just drinking to get so fucking intoxicated that you can't function properly like it's just such a norm in the united states and obviously it has its consequences so like a 20 year old kid fucking died because he was on a boat and was so intoxicated. One, obviously, uh, drinking underage on top of that, you know, and because of it, it cost him his life, you know, because there was no responsible drinking, so to speak, in any shape or form. Yeah. 
I honestly can't say much about like drinking underage because growing up where I did, like that was that was one of like the rites of passage. Was like you get you you either have some, you either find somebody that can go and buy you alcohol or you steal it or whatever, and then you go hide behind your shed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, me and but you know, but still, that's not that a, that's like, not a positive experience. You know, stealing alcohol to drink yeah. behind a shed—that's not a good time. <laughs> no, no, that's just that was just part of the you know that's just part of the backwoods redneck shit that I did growing up with my cousin. Yeah, like yeah, that's like I mean the same shit here. Like I remember, yeah, we had like our people that we would that would hit up and they would get us shit and like it was you we only drank to get drunk and like that was it and it's like there was no other purpose behind it and it's like it's so destructive because then like I, there's so many people that i know like whether it's it's some that are distant family or you know friends and stuff like that that it has caused problems in their lives or it i can tell like it is an addiction or like they you know they are basically alcoholics i'm just like yo this is not like this ain't good, homie. Like you need to chill this shit out. Yeah, and I think like I, I, you know, of course these are broad generalizations, you know, based on a limited view perspective. While I'm here, but I would say, you know, just blanket statement. I, I think alcoholism, while it still is a problem here, I'm sure, is less of a problem in a place that has a more of established drinking culture than the United mm. States, which really doesn't have established drinking culture, except, you know, maybe the one like you mentioned, Caleb, or because, I mean, it's the same way. I had the same story, you know, so boom, we have three different places. I grew up in Ohio, Ian in Minnesota, Caleb down in Tennessee. And yeah, I was 16 years old and drinking shitty yingling at a farm because, like, that's the only mm. beer I could get. And trust me, I wasn't drinking ying- shitty warm yingling for the taste yeah exactly so it's yeah i i i from what i have seen and like just on like videos and stuff of like the drinking culture in mostly european countries compared to like the u.s yeah i feel like the prohibition definitely kind of fucked us over on that yeah i think it almost like stagnated us yeah because we were immature about it yeah because at that point like we were drinking you know like during that time like we were drinking because it was uh, a go fuck you to like the government basically like you know, like we were drinking to drink against the lot of being like those rebels that the U.S. You know, is still basically. Imagine if they tried to do that now. Like, how obscene is prohibition? Like the fact that that's a part of our history for ten years, basically, you could yeah. buy alcohol in the United States. Like, that is fucking crazy. And that was the 1900s. Yeah, that's that's yeah, and obviously it didn't work. And yeah, I agree. I think it. I think that that pushed back a. I mean, obviously. The U.S., like, we've kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before in the past, but, like, the U.S. is still very fucking young, you know, like, we, uh, as far as time-wise and culture in general, like, we're barely 300, if that, not even... No, yet. we're not even 300. Yeah, we're not even 300 years old yet, compared to European countries that have established a culture for thousands of years at this point, like... We ain't shit culturally, realistically. Well, yeah, like this uh, this drink I'm drinking right now, it's made from uh, uh, Waldmeister, which if you're actually listening to this on time, I have a video about Waldmeister wine coming out on Wednesday talking about its historical significance to the Germanic people even of the uh, pagan past. Uh, so it only is around May, and so this is the last bottle we had and found. And it, it goes back for hundreds of years. Like the culture of drinking this during may and june goes back for hundreds of years and so i think that you know having that story and that idea behind it versus bud light 
is just so much different. Um, you know, like my grandfather, my grandfather was an alcoholic and he got shit faced drunk off of like, you know, Budweiser. Like, and that, that's what he drank was Budweiser. And I think maybe like Jack Daniels, you know, and that's it. And, but you know, he was telling me like, I was like, so what could you get in a bar? Like in Ohio, you know, steel factory town, Ohio, what could get in a bar? And he's like, Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors and Miller. And I was like, so like, was there any whiskey? He was like, yeah, there was like house whiskey, house vodka. And like, I think maybe not, not even like gin. Like it was just like whiskey and vodka. So it was like, literally those were tools used to get plastered. Like that is not, that is not a social affair. That is not an art form. That is you're getting plastered. Yeah. 100 like that, that like it's the, my friends that are that still drink regularly like i i mainly i the only time i ever really drink is when i'm around like a very certain group of people um i don't do it like necessarily in my free time very rarely at least um and it's funny because yeah most of the, my, the people that i know and i know one of them is good, one of them's listening to this or at least they've started to listen to the podcast so i'm calling his ass out because like they drink like just shitty cheap ass beer and i feel like i've always been the friend out of our group that has always been like dude i don't like like budweiser or bud light or natty light and all that shit tastes like garbage so like i would i always got made fun of of like trying like ciders or like other like different beers and stuff like that like i want to drink something that's gonna taste good like and usually that's or at least gonna be a different experience yeah not the same goat piss that is in these cans that is disgusting like it tastes like shitty mountain dew that's literally the best way i've described most was the the american like standard for light beers is it tastes like really shitty mountain dew yeah and you know like again like even like the bland quality beers here like their equivalents of budweiser or recipes that are 400 years old. It's like, well, that, now yeah. I feel like I'm drinking history because it's like, this is the same damn thing people in the 1600s were drinking. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think our, our drinking culture in the U.S. is very underdeveloped. And it's it's in a, it's comes from a, a, a time of like straight rebellion, which right. I think is why we, we drink it in such a ridiculous fashion. So, like, one thing about, like, you know, again, uh, I think this actually kind of goes into the the baby thing, too, with, like, coming in with a new perspective. You know, when we started this community, you know, for the most part, we had to figure things out for ourselves. We didn't have anyone telling us how to figure these things out. No one gave us pointers. Like, a few people may have, you know, like, oh, I experienced this in the community. It didn't work, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, 90% of what we had to do was just from experience, from trial and error. And so we had to sit back and realize what we wanted to do with our drinking culture, you know, and stuff like that. And so I think we've really established ourselves you know we, we've really moved forward and we're like okay you know we don't tolerate people getting plastered like you know we've had it happen before but we stop it like we see someone getting plastered you know we pull them aside hey you need to stop drinking um and if it continues to be an issue hey we you know we can't see you drinking in a gathering you know you know the rest of the gathering and so far i don't think it's really gone past that like once we kind of give them like hey we're serious like you you keep drinking like you know you're going to get kicked out of the gathering so far we've never had to do that um, and I think we've told a few people like that have come and it seems like they only cared about drinking or, you know, and doing stuff like that. Um, we've told them like, hey, you know, these gatherings are spiritual events. You know, we're here to have a good time. But, you know, please, you know, you're not coming here to just get shit face drunk. 
And, you know, and I feel like establishing that has really put that line in the sand. And we've really had very few problems over the last year um, that we kind of started establishing like, hey, you don't get plastered here. You you know, you can drink socially. We're here to have fun. Um, but, you know, there's that line in the sand that we don't cross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I've made it a point to bring that up, like, with our our chats for the for planning for the viable gathering, you know, especially now that we're coming, like, we're a week out from it um you know for mainly the first timers that are coming it's like that was something that I, I said like hey like by all means like you got enjoy yourself but don't like we are here for a reason like we are here for a purpose don't this isn't a frat party so don't go doing like cakers and other wild ass shit and becoming a pain in the ass well, and for the most part, you know, a lot of the alcohol we drink is usually brewed by members in the community. Like most mm -hmm. of the things we drink are meads made by people. And so, again, yeah. I think that adds to the story, adds to the history, adds to the purpose for the drinking rather than, just, you know, people popping open cans of Bud Light at a pagan gathering, you know. Like, no, I would rather try, you know, Logan's new homebrewed mead than mm -hmm. crack open a Bud Light. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I feel like. This just popped into my head, but like it's funny that you mentioned Logan too. I was like, I feel like if people are getting too drunk, I feel like almost as like a way of, hey, you should probably stop. We like, like here, try this. I did hand him a little thing of his Muspelheim mead. I'll make him, I'll make him fucking stop real quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll still never forget. Uh... You know, because we do we do hold to, you know, keeping people accountable for the 21 and up thing. Um, you know, we had Dante's birthday at uh, the Pennsylvania gathering and we literally waited till midnight and then we oh, yeah. let him drink. And then like the first thing he drank was the Muspelheim mead. So <laughs> for people that don't know, it's ghost chili mead. Uh, and he was like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, it's kind of good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like whenever, whenever I'm at a gathering, uh, Logan's at and if he has a, it's become, yeah, it's become like part of that history. Like I always make sure that I take at least a, a small like gulp of it as like almost like a, a, a celebration of like hey I'm at another gathering with Logan that he I, has it here I, I tell I you try it. we've done our job well if when we die people are still making must behind me Logan has done his job if the next yes. generation is still making it still drinking it and people are still talking about like yep once a gathering I take a shot of, you know, old Logan's Muspelheim mead, you know. Right. <laughs> it's going to be that in the, the chickpea soup. I feel like you're going to be the Oh, that better. chickpea soup is already lo long past his legacy. I think it's getting made at the uh, the UK gathering as well. Is it really? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing has traveled literally across the country now. That's fucking legendary. Holy shit, that's amazing. Well, Ooh. gentlemen, that is it. We're here in an hour. So honestly, how are you guys feeling about the the three topics thing? I'm kind of liking it. I like it. I dig it. Especially like if as good, you know, if we don't have anything specific that comes up, like, yeah, I think it's good. And it's kind of a little bit more chill, less structured thing, obviously. So we hit some other random things in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're always going to hit random things no matter what. Sure. True. I feel like <laughs> we just have at least 20 minutes of just oh. random shit. <laughs> I left in honor of Thor. Oh, yeah. Look at my greasy abs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Jans. And I am a Norse pagan. I left in Thor. I swear. I can't hear you do that without thinking of the guys from SNL. We could do pump. 
you are. Oh god, I just think of beer fast. I just think of the really shitty German accent of beer fast. Love it. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. I've learned with German, they don't understand me unless I have an accent behind the words I'm saying, and it's kind of obscene. Oh, like, no. yeah, no, it's weird. Like, I'll I'll go up and be like, you know, ich möchte ein, you know, latte bitte, and they would be like, huh? And then I'm like. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they sure not just doing that to fucking make you sound goofy or look dumb. No, like, uh, you know, like, uh, no, for real. Like, I've had it in multiple places. They're just like, what did you just say? And then the moment I put a, like, kind of a cheesy German accent behind what I'm saying, they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> good, to, good to know, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And again, we hope you're liking this new format. Again, we're trying something different after 88 episodes. You know, we just want to keep things fresh. So uh, let us know how what you think about it. If you, uh, I guess, email us if you want to take your time to do that. To let us know or message us in the Discord if you're in there as well. Um, but if you can, uh, we do have a way you can actually review the podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts, on iTunes, and then you can review it on Spotify as well. It would mean a lot if you dropped a five-star review or however you felt about it. Um, but other than that, thank you all so much for listening. And until the hall, Skull. Oh. Skull.